Hi guys, welcome to Don't Trust What You See. I'm your host, Dimitri Sarujo, and today we are actually going to be talking about something that the media has not shut their mouth about since it happened, and that is January 6th. The media, since that day, has not shut up about this one day in American history, and they just keep repeating it and keep repeating and keep repeating and keep repeating it, as if nothing happened through the whole entire summer with the BLM riots. They keep claiming that there was an insurrection at the capital of the United States of America, but that really is not true at all. As you can tell by the overwhelming amount of evidence there are there is out there, and the fact that if you even compare any of what happened on January 6th to what happened during the whole entire summer, then it is a speck in a big cheesecake okay you're literally looking at a speck and then you're looking at the whole entire cheesecake so let's just say that there's a little crumb on the table but then you have a whole entire big cake sitting upside down on the table which one are you going to pay attention to the little crumb on the table or the cake that's sitting upside down making more of a mess no you're going to pay you're going to pay more attention to the one making a mess instead of the little pebble the little speck of crumb on the table and that's just common sense so why would we pay more attention to the january 6th protest then why would then actually spending time on what actually matters and that's the BLM riots that happened during the summer. Now, I want to talk about January 6th because of the fact that there is a lot of evidence to prove that the people that were protesting are really not the ones that actually broke into the Capitol. Now, most of the people that actually broke out into the Capitol, I mean, even though it was only 100 or 200 people out of the million that showed up, so let's just say that that was 1% to 2% of the people that actually showed up actually did something. But I don't even think it was 1%. I think it was 0.0001%. Because let's just say 100 people broke into the Capitol building and 1 million showed up. That's an actual that's an actual difference we're talking about here. So it's not like a walk in the park. Okay, It's not like this just happened out of nowhere. It's not like all of these people just showed up and said, we're taking over the capital of the United States of America. No, that's not what they showed up to do, and that's not what happened at all. So if you do believe that those people on January 6th went to the Capitol building to overthrow it and cause an insurrection, then this is not the video for you. This is not the website for you either. Rumble is a place for free thinkers. Now, if you are locked in your ways and not willing to actually look at the overwhelming amount of evidence to prove our case, then you are not allowed, or I don't think you should be allowed, to actually be on this website that is supposed to be for free thinkers. Now, for all of you guys that actually believe what I'm saying and is on the right side, quite literally, then you need to actually listen to the evidence that I bring forward so we can actually have a real conversation with other people outside of this little circle that we have here. So the people outside of the circle that just keep watching CNN, that keeps watching NECN, that keep watching all of the mainstream Democrat networks and, and literally say, I will never vote for a Republican just because of the R next to their name. I will only vote for the Democrats because there's a D next to their name and I feel comfortable with Democrats. I do not care. Okay, I will vote for a Democrat if I do feel so that the Democrat that I am that I am voting for is actually um, a good enough candidate to have my vote and to be a good enough person 
and a decent human being to not actually support defunding the police. We should not defund the police. We should actually help them manage their money better because of the fact that they have so much money in the police budget. I mean, just in LA is like 25, I mean, just in California, maybe like 25 billion. That's a lot of money. So we need to help them organize their money, manage it better. And yes, because it is a government entity, they do not know how to manage shit. Sorry for my French. They do not know how to manage anything. Now, the fact that they do not know how to manage anything really stems from the fact that they just do not even care. If they just run out of money, they'll just say, hey, federal government, give me more money. And that's their main problem. So that got a little off topic, but I do want to just dig in right now. So we're going to start with this article right here. And it says, President Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Jr., respond to Democrats' lawsuit against them on January 6th. So, President Trump's lawyers highlight Democrats' rhetoric, which encouraged the man who shot Rep. Steve Sullins in 2017. So, President Donald Trump has officially filed a response to a lawsuit about the Stop the Steal demonstration planned by President Donald Trump and his supporters on January 6th. At the same time, President Trump and Donald Trump Jr. filed a motion to dismiss in a largely ruderant and nearly identical lawsuit brought against them by Rep. Eric Sawell, the Trump family's motion to dismiss is similar to that filed by Rep. Mo Brooks and Rudy Giuliani last week. So in both lawsuits, the motions to dismiss contest and that the members of Congress lack standing to sue on behalf of Congress. President Trump also argues that everything he did or said was protected under the First Amendment as freedom of speech, as free as speech, and the right to petition the government. President Trump's attorney argues in depth and passionate po political speech does not create liability. In essence, Mr. Solowell argues that speakers should be held liable for acts of the listeners. Indeed, he might wonder if he would be liable because of his and his Democratic colleagues. Rhetoric which encouraged left-wing activist James Huggenson to shoot Capitol Police Officer Crystal Grinner, Congressman Steve Scullin, and others in June 2017, the findings read. President Trump's attorney argues that there are well-established constitutional standards for incitement, and President Trump's statements do not qualify as, in as incitement. Speech only loses its First Amendment protection when there is an incitement intimate lawsuits. Rather than mere advocacy, President Trump's attorney, Jesse Benil, writes, adding moreover to hold that President Trump's statements would make him civilly liable, would turn district courts into arbiters of political speech. Furthermore, Benil argues that the Pintiff's approach would be a fundamental change to USC and 1985, the civil rights law in question. Benel explains that the allegations show at the at most a conspiracy to petition the government officials to act as they should, not in a conspiracy to commit any violence act. Congressman Bernie Thompson, and he's a Democrat, sued President Trump, Giuliani, and Proud Boys International LLC and Oath Keepers for a conspiracy to incite a violation insurrection. The lawsuit mirrors the Democrats' accusations against conservatives. 
President Trump and Trump supporters since January 6. The lawsuit largely contains the same themes as Democrats' calls for a 9-11-style commission to investigate the mostly peaceful protests that included a few acts of violence. Both lawsuits appear to be a means for pushing narratives central to the Democrat agenda and re-election campaign for 2022. Virginia attorney and National Fire contributor Jonathan Mullisey points out, curiously, the plaintiffs only sue in their individual capsules and sue the defendants only in their individual capsules. Yet, they do, they do not allege any personal injury, injuries, not an apprehension through Sowell, did in his comparison suit. Instead, their complaint is delay of Congress, that the demonstrators, all of them, everywhere, stopped the Congress from counting electoral vo college votes for a few hours. They are quite proud that the Congress did not complete its meeting, but in legal terms, complain that the session was postponed. Therefore, the members of Congress do not have standing to sue on behalf of Congress. Mosley con concludes, Mosley asserts that the lawsuit is also vulnerable to a motion to dismiss. The members of Congress also complained that the demonstrators wanted to prevent Congress from meeting, but in self-conjunction, alleged the demonstrators wanted Congress to count the electoral votes correctly, election disparities. Thus, the plaintiffs argue that the demonstrators both tried to stop Congress from meeting, but demanded that Congress meet. Democrats assume that the purpose of the session was purely mathematical. There's no reason for a constitution to require the entire Congress to convene on a date contained merely to do the math. Mosley reports, the purpose of the session includes considering and revolving disparities. That's a serious task that requires Congress to meet, only adding up votes that were not the founders' intent. Protesters were demanding that Congress do all of its job, not just part of it. As a result of self-contraction vulnerable, the lawsuit has soft to a motion to dismiss, Mosley explains. The lawsuit is brought under a single case of action, the KKK Act of 1871. The extremely long amendment com complaint alleges that the defendants are mostly unnamed. Demonstrators conspired to storm the U.S. Capitol to disrupt the U congressional counting of electoral college votes for president. But there is no anti-KKK Act of 1871 or any other, explains Mosley. That doesn't exist. The Democrats always are trying to realize issues that have nothing to do with race. The correct name of the lawsuit is the Civil Rights Act of 1871. The amendment com complaint takes Rudy's complaint about a history of voter fraud or election fraud in certain cities and then claims that these cities are predominantly African-American, but Rudy never mentioned race. The lawsuit was amended to include a total of 11 Democrat members of Congress. National File understands that neither Proud Boys President Eric Tauro nor the Proud Boys filed a response because of technical complications suggesting that they have not been properly served. Both the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers appear to be informal group and not corporations or the like. The amended complaint names only two actual Proud Boys who participated in the demonstrations but, curiously, does not actually sue 
those individual people. Only wonders why the members of Congress go to the trouble of naming two individual Proud Boys, but does not sue them as defendant. The law enforcement has just far charged 441 people and claim they are trying to identify 100 more. However, many of those charges are refusing to disappear from the blocks around the Capitol after DC. Mayor Merle Bowser imposed an emergency curfew. Reportedly, only about five of these those arrested have an identifiable connection to any group or organization. None of those arrested were carrying firearms. Some of the 445 people, of course, are charged with much, much more serious matters, including attacking police, destruction of property, and trespassing. National, Fire, National File spoke to a lawyer with understanding of the lawsuits who said Trump's attorney actually does a surprisingly good job of countering the Democrat messaging and describing an overall context. However, Bennell claims that Trump is immune from suits of action while he was president. This may sound to the average voter like Trump is guilty, but ex exempt. This may work well inside the courtroom, but not for the public reputation. Raising his legal issue also with prolonged prolonging discussion as the case will go up through appeals. The lawyer added, Trump's attorney also raised a new argument that Trump surviving impeachment means he is now immune from civil lawsuits about the same issues. None of the defendants have figured out that the Proud, Proud Boys and Oath Keepers or others were widely and strongly anticipating violence from Antifa against the massive crowds of Trump supporters. The statement which Democrats pointed to involved defensive preparation. These court cases are basically the Second Amendment conver converted into lawsuits. The Second Impeachment converted into lawsuits. They track and promote the Democrats' main messaging for defending their majorities in 2022 elections and betraying Trump supporters as violent right racist so if this could not be more true then i don't even know if this isn't true i don't know what's true because this is 1000 percent true they're going to try to make trump supporters look like the evil racist and they already did they're going to try to look they're going to try to make proud boys look like an organization that's a joke that's also not true so they already started doing this and some people already think that it is it is um a racist group those proud boys so six gop senators joined democrats and vote for 9-11 style january 6th commission bill fails to pass cassidy Raman, collins susie murasaki portman all voted for the commission six republican senators voted with democrats to create a 9-11 style commission to investigate the events of and civil unrest that occurred in in and around the capitol the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. The bill ultimately failed 54-35. So 54 to 35. So 54 people voted in, um, against it and 35 people voted for it. As Democrats were unable to get the 60 required vote. The Republican senators who voted with Democrats to hold the 9-11 style commission into the events of the January 6th. And Senators Bain, Bill Cassidy, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Ben Susie, Murat Saki, and Rob Portman. Of these six Republicans, only Portman voted not to impeach President Trump during his second impeachment vote, with Romney having also voted to convict him during the initial attempt by Democrats. Even though these Republicans backing the plan, the vote did not pass 
Earlier this month, the vote was passed in the White House with 35 replications joining every day. So as you can tell, as you can tell, people really did not support this bill at all. It literally failed. 54 people voted in against this and 35 people actually voted for it. So 35 people will not get you anything in Congress. You need to have at least 60 votes. But this is just going to be part one because of the fact that I want to find a lot more evidence and cover it. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did enjoy this, please let me know, let me know down below or you can just DM me or private message me right on Instagram. My link to Instagram is demetriusarujo.com slash links. That's demetriusarujo.com slash L-I-N-K-S. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a like down below and subscribe for um, twice a week uploads. Thank you all for watching and I hope they have a great rest of your day. Bye. Okay, hi guys. So, this is a continuation. I know I did this a couple days ago, but I just wanted to continue. I know that I did my last segment a couple days ago, but I just wanted to continue the segment in the episodes on today as more evidence and more articles got released so let's go on to this article right here that actually is um if it's not smoking gun i don't know what the heck this is actually docs prove that blm activists admits to bringing megaphone to instigate trump supporters inside of capitol building i brought my megaphone to instigate i was like guys we're going inside we're we're messing everything up i'm going to make these trump supporters f all of this up but i mean you'll see said John Sullivan. This is the guy right here with the um with the fish eyes. I don't know why he's even in that picture like that. So, Black Lives Matter activist John Sullivan admitted to bringing a megaphone inside of the Capitol building on January 6th to in instigate Trump supporters and incite violence. Documents show Sullivan allegedly posted on Twitter support on Twitter support for armed revolution and has also said he attended a number of Black Lives Matter protests last year, posted numerous anti-police and anti-Trump statements. Sullivan says he portrayed himself as a journalist who was just documenting the incident, but he was actually actively participating. Even broke a window. Even broke. He even broke a window, reported Red Voice Media. I brought my megaphone to instigate. I was like, guys, we're going inside. We're effing everything up. I'm going to make these Trump supporters F all of this up. But, I mean, you'll see, Sullivan said on a speakerphone, according to a newly released, according to newly released documents. I have it all. I have everything. Everything on camera. Everything I just told you. I mean, everything. Trust me. When I say my footage is worth like a million dollars, million of doll millions of dollars, I'm holding on to that shit. According to the court documents, Sullivan admitted to law enforcement that he had no press credentials despite his previous claims of being a journalist and that the investigation has not revealed any connection between the defendant and any journalistic organizations prior to the events of January 6th, 2021. I mean, didn't... Didn't I kind of make up a background through on the fly a little bit? I think I made up, uh, what did I say I was? Oh yeah, I was a journal, I was just a journalist, but I use that all the time. Yeah, I'm just a journalist. I'm here recording. I got my camera on my shoulder, literally, I have my big camera on my shoulder right here, and I have my gimbal. So what? Kind of looks like it. Yeah, I'm just here recording the situation. Yeah, live streaming. Look, I have... I have people on my live stream. That's why I pulled it back. 
said Sullivan in a video posted on January 6th. In a live stream posted in, Dece in December, Sullivan admitted that he does not consider himself as a journalist, but as far as like reporting stuff like I am now, I'm an activist too. So like it kind of plays hand in hand. But as far as like being a journalist, it would be cool to be one. I don't have anything against it, said Sullivan. This comes after the National File reported that Sullivan, who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, dis disguised in pro-Trump gear and captured video of the pol Capitol Police shooting Ashley ba Babbitt, had $90,000 seized from the federal government. At the time of Sullivan's arrest, National File reported, despite claiming he only entered the building in a journalistic capacity, in the incitement against Sullivan declares otherwise. The 18-page offendant claims Sullivan allegedly incited violence by claiming we gotta burn the ship and it's our house. Sullivan was previously recorded during an anti-Trump riot in Washington, D.C. In a video, Sullivan posted at the White House and said, we about to burn all of this down. We gotta rip Trump right out of the office right there. Sullivan added, we... We ain't about waiting until the next election. It's about revolution. So, you can already tell this guy is a massive, is just an active, massive activist. And he wants what he wants. If it's not his way, it's definitely the highway. Because he's only going to put up with what he wants. If it's something that somebody else wants, no, he does not play like that. He plays by his rules and his rules only. Okay, so January 6th came. And it was like a massive storm on the media. I mean, as you all know, it was a massive, massive storm on the media. And everyone was treating it as if it was worse than 9-11. So you can see this story right here. Matthew, January 6th was worse than 9-11, continuing to rip our country apart. And this is exactly what he said. Former George W. Bush campaign strategist Matthew Dodd said th Tuesday on MSNBC, the read out that the January 6th Capitol riot was worse than the 9-11 terror attacks because Republicans are continuing the big lie that former President Donald Trump won the 2020 election, which is ripping our country apart. Dudd said, I think it's much worse than it was on January 6th, but worse than it was in November. It's much, much worse after January 6th. Part of the problem is because there has been no accountability. It's given permission to do this. Not only it's given, not only it's given permission to just the average people out there who might do crazy things, it's allowed for Republicans just to continue this big lie that they've pushed, pushed across. Yesterday, I was in Kentucky. I decided to go to, the, to Lincoln's birthplace and his boyhood, boyhood home. I was about reflecting. I was reflecting about it because one of the things Lincoln said, America will never be destroyed but from the outside. America will destroy itself. I think that's what I fear about right now. One of the things, if you think about this, that would happen after 9-11, we had done something. If we had done... One of the things, if you think about it, what would happen if after 9-11, we have done nothing? Think about it that if we had done nothing after 9-11. He added to me, although there was loss, there was less loss of life on January 6th, January 6th was worse than 9-11 because it's continued to rip our country apart and give permission for people to peruse autocratic means. So I think we're in mu a much worse place than we have been. 
I think we're in the most perilous point in time since 1861 in the advent of the Civil War. So I don't really think that this person really knows what he's talking about. I feel like he's just saying that America is divided because of just the election. Now, he needs to open up his eyes and actually open up his brain and ears also because he's just a stupid guy right here. If you really think that the, all of these things were not strategically planned, then you are falsely, you are like out of this world right now because obviously this George W. Bush um, campaign strategist will think that all of these things just do not matter except for the fact that we are saying that the election is stolen. Yes, the election was stolen. There's massive evidence of election fraud and if you are not seeing it, then you should not even be a campaign strategist because you are not seeing the full picture. If you are actually sitting up for this guy, okay, and actually looking at this campaign and saying what we can do as a strategy to get him elected then you need to look at the full picture guy you really need to look at the full picture because you really think that one thing is going to divide america no it's also racial motivated it's also cop motivated and it's also hating our neighbors okay just because of what we agree on and now you just added to the hate by now saying that every single Trump supporter that agrees that the election is stolen now is destroying the country. No, because that's not true at all. A normal person that works every single, I mean, a nine to five, a normal person can just think that the election was stolen because they should think that the election was stolen. Because there's a massive, massive evidence that's out there proving that the election was stolen. Now, we're not going to go and trust a campaign strategist that nobody even heard about until now when you go on MSNBC because MSNBC really really wants the views, they really want the clicks, and they're finding anyone within their power to say that the election is stolen. Now, obviously, and they're obviously going to find somebody faster than, like, let's just say Fox News because of the fact that most celebrities are already Democrats. So they can just hop right on MSNBC and just say, hey, yeah, I agree with you. This is what I think. Now, nobody cares about what you think. All that we care about is the facts, and we need to outlay the facts only. So, Adam Schiff, impeachment managers return on January 6th commission. So Rep. Adam Sniff, he's a Democrat from California who led the House managers during President Donald Trump's first impeachment trial, and Rep. Jamie Raskin, she's also a Michigan from MD, who led them during the second trial, will return to the force as members of the January 6th commission. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, appointed Schiff, one of the most diverse figures in American politics and Raskin on a select committee to investigate the Capitol riot after Republicans rejected an effort to create a bipartisan commission saying its mandate would be too narrow. The GOP wanted to investigate violent unrest throughout the U.S. over the last year. Pelosi also appointed Rep. Joe Softgreen. They are also a Democrat from California who served that as a house a house impeachment manager under Schiff. Other appointees include Homeland Security Committee Chairman Bernie Thompson, Rep. Pete Agar, Rep. Stephanie Murphy, Rep. Aline Laura, and the committee's only Republican thus far, Rep. Liz Cheney, which is a commie, by the way. Um, <laughs> Chief appeared to confirm Republican misgivings about the commission when he told MSNBC last week that the investigation would focus on what then-President Donald Trump knew about the riot and whether senior Republicans leaders encouraged the Stop the Steal rally, the peaceful demolition one mile away. Demonstration, I mean, one mile away. 
Any advance notice, Trump had an organized violent insurrection attempt, role of GOP members of Congress in promoting the Stop the Steal, Trump's con conduct slash convos with our Republicans during the attack. So, Schniff will sit in judgment of people who believe that the 2020 election was stolen, though he was one of the proponents of the claim that Trump's 2016 election was illegitimate because of Russian collusion, which turned out to not exist. So, of course, the rules are for you and not for me. So he's going to follow suit and say, no, I don't agree with every single person that's saying that this election was stolen, but he will count every single egg and he'll put all the eggs in the same exact basket when you go and talk about the Russians stealing the election in 2016 because that was totally proven. There was not one piece of evidence to prove that the Russians actually hacked the election in 2016, but yet he will sit here and claim that the 2016 election can be rigged, can be hacked, but then the 2021 election cannot. It does not make any sense. And the 2020 election, no, it does not make any sense. Let's move on to the next and final story. So, several reporters who were at the January 6th riot have sought therapy. Oh, all of these reporters are very shook. Oh my god. See, these reporters just graduated over the most woke universities in the world. And that's exactly why when they go and see the American dream come true, the American people come together for something that they believe in, and they went straight to the problem. Instead of burning down buildings and burning down businesses, they went straight to the root cause of the problem, the Capitol building. If you have a problem with the government, you go straight to the Capitol building and you show your support for what you believe in. And you actually show your support to show that you believe in the United States of America. You believe in the American dream and you believe in every single individual right for the Americans. That's what you do when you believe in something. Instead of going to every single business that has nothing to do with the government because private businesses are separate from the government. Private businesses should not be part of the government in which they are not. So that's exactly why you would not go to a private business and say BLM burn their business to the ground. It does not make any sense at all. If you are going up to a building reporting and reportedly catching it on fire, looting the place, how the hell is that going to help your situation that black lives are suppressed? How the hell is that supposed to fix the situation that America was fundamentally racist? It does not help at all. You are actually causing more harm than good in every single situation that you cause in a BLM protest, but that is not, this is not a BLM protest. This is actually a, an American, American protest. It's, it's a protest for people that think that their vote was not counted on November 6th, 2020. So, several reporters have gone to therapy to cope with the January 6th Capitol riot, according to a report from by Vice News, because that's the most reliable source. Reporters who survived the deadly Capitol attack are still struggling. Some will go back into the building. Oh, several have sought therapy to, to drill with the drama. The trauma that was the January 6th, like the um, January 6th riot. Many still aren't sleeping well, the publication said in a tweet. Aww. Reporters who have survived the deadly Capitol riot are still struggling. Some won't go back into the building. Several have sought therapy to deal with the trauma. 
many still aren't sleeping well vice news you need to like you need to i don't even know what the hell you need to do but you need to get a life vice news is the most divided nation the most divided i don't even know vice news if you if you trust vice news for your source if you trust your vice news for your for your everyday then you need to like get some help because vice news is not a good source vice news is just sad Vice News is just very sad. I'm going to just keep reading this because I do I do find this funny. In the dead, quote-unquote deadly riot, only one person who died was Ashley Babbitt, a United States Air Force veteran. She was unarmed when she was fatally shot by a Capitol Police officer as she climbed through a broken door into the Speaker's lobby. Three other people who died from medical emergencies and Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick suffered two strokes at the base of brainstem as a result of a blood clot in an artery the day after the riot. Half a year after their office was quote-unquote attacked, the Capitol Hill Press Corps is grappling with how to cover the insurrection's fallout, as well as its impact on them personally and professionally, Vice News said of reporters. I'm not sleeping like I used to, even to this day, said PBS News Hour correspondent Le Liza DeJoyers. I became kind of an insomniac. Reporters discussed their personal experiences inside the Capitol building in the days following the riot, though few have publicly talked about the lasting effects in the months since. The toll the day took on them. The difficulty that some faced in returning to the site, they've experienced trauma. The day we weren't just observers, we were one of their targets, said Ginger Gibson, a politics editor at NBC News. A lot of us reporters are having a tough time with that. Politicians were also shaken up by the riot. Rep AOC said she is in therapy and said U.S. lawmakers effectively served in war, Breitbart News previously reported. Rep. Mike Wallace addressed AOC's compassion, dealing in both sad and ignorant, and adding a dose of reality to her full story by pointing out that New York Democrat hasn't lost fellow soldiers on the battlefield or seen friends permanently disfigured by Taliban attack. The months before the January 6th riots were filled with Black Lives Matter protests and riots in which 150 federal buildings were damaged and hundreds of law enforcement officers were injured in New York. So, see, it's like, yes, I'm only going to see this one thing, but if you want me to see something else... Oh, no, 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 wait, where where do you want me to look? I, I don't even see anything. She was literally going to sit there and complain about Trump supporters standing up for their individual right, their right to vote in the United States, but now, when it comes to the BLM protests over something that does not even exist... Oh, no, she's going to say, oh, no, you can burn down buildings. You can hurt our cops. You can hurt all of our federal buildings, 150, and cause trillions of dollars in damage. But that's okay, because I agree with you. I'm a Democrat. You are a Democrat. We're going to agree with each other. No, that's not how this should work, and that's not how it works at all. But anyways, thank you all for watching, and I hope that you found most of this stuff funny, because what are you going to do? Are you going to laugh or are you going to cry? I'm just going to laugh at this stuff, because you really can't fix anything at the end of the day. I hope that you enjoyed this video, and I hope that you really take the time to actually see the lie that is January 6th. Thank you all, and if you do want to see my full video on January 6th and exactly what happened on January 6th, the link is going to be down below in the description box. 
Thank you all and have a great one. Everything that you see in here on this website is all funded by you guys. So if you want to support me and everything that I do, check out shop.demetriusrujo.com. We have hoodies with all with this brand new recently released manipulation logo. I love it so much. It's all embroidered. So we have those in hoodies. We have them in sweaters and we have them in the all new sweatpants. I've been using it so many times that I have to wash it every single day so I can use it again. We have all different colors. So if you are interested, check out shop.demetriusrujo to learn more. Thank <laughs> you.